Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fan Podcast, where I interview space holders from all over the world. I'm your host, my name is Carolina, and I'm the Manifestation Mentor. Today on the show, we have Rachel Fleischmann-Wood, a psychotherapist and workshop facilitator, but also a founder of Dance Your Bliss. Welcome to the show, Rachel. How are you doing? It's so great to be here, Carolina. Thank you. I'm, I'm super great. grateful that we finally got to do this because we had to reschedule a few times, but we are here doing this in India. I'm sweating. It's so hot, but we are on it. <laughs> Amazing. So I would love to start with the theme of bliss because you are the founder of Dance Your Bliss. So I'd love to start with the definition of this. What does bliss mean to you? I'm so glad you asked because it's been a while since I've talked about the word. And I remember a friend saying to me about 10 years ago, Rachel, you picked a really uh, hot word right now. Um, you know, different words have trends almost. It's so funny to say that. When I was a child, there was a word we would never use today, which was mellow. And mellow means, it's a funny word, it means very chill, very relaxed. And probably because it was the 70s, people were very much using hallucinogenics. But um, the word bliss is funny how words change. So the word bliss, um, if I were to define it, is to be in a state of complete uh, uh, joy, ease, and something, I would say something a little bit on the spiritual. There's something about bliss. And again, uh, it's a little different than ecstasy. Some people are like, oh, is it like ecstatic? Ecstasy to me is kind of bliss with like sparkles upside down on fire. It's like, ooh, it's bigger, it's brighter. Bliss is to be at your highest self, to be content, and to be very much in the moment, in the in the present. And I think that uh, when I chose it as as kind of the the title, right? We have to name our babies, name our things. I actually wanted to call it "Dancing the Sublime," and "sublime" is a word that I really love, but it's not a word people use a lot. And I'm kind of glad I didn't name it "Dancing the Sublime" because it's again not a word that's used a lot. But to me, the word "sublime" is to go beyond the everyday right? To sublimate is to go beyond, to go beyond your normal state. So for me, uh, being in a state of bliss is to be beyond the everyday. And it is something that's very personal and very sacred. Mm, yeah. That sounds amazing. And I totally agree with you. For me, the bliss means to be so present in the moment that you're literally experiencing yourself as the divinity that you really are. That's how I perceive the bliss, because yes. when you can be in the flow state, when you can be fully present in this yeah. moment right now, you can see the beauty of life. You can see the gratitude that you have already in your heart for every magical moment, even if you feel like shit, even if everything is just, you know, <laughs> breaking down around you. If you just tap to the consciousness mm. of the divinity within you, you will see that everything is a miracle. Even the worst things in the South are a miracle. Mm. And I feel like this is what bliss means to me. So I don't know if you resonate with that. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to share this. I love what you said. I love what you said. I'm, I feel like I'm still a baby. I'm still an infant. I'm not. I'm not there yet because I'm just going to turn our air conditioner off because um, I feel like when bad things happen, I get really stuck. I am definitely a person who can get really stuck. My stuckness doesn't last as long as it used to. What you said about being in the moment and being in flow really got me so happy. I feel like we're not living in the now, right? Like if we just take these precious 30, 40 minutes and go, this is delicious, that we are meeting in these different time zones. You're probably 14 hours or more ahead of me. I'm in San Francisco, you're in India, uh, different temperatures, different cultures, different all the things. 
if we could just be here in the present, it's really rather magical. And I think because of all our gadgets, and I myself love my gadgets too, very few of us are, I don't want to speak for all, are actually in the moment living truly. And it is very hard to be in flow state when we're always capturing things with our selfie and our phones and our photographs. So dance and movement um, really bring us into our presence, really allow us to be here very much now, which I love. Yeah, mm, that's so beautiful. And I'm so glad that we're going to talk about the dancing our bliss because I love dancing. And I feel like so many people have so many limiting beliefs about I'm not supposed to move like this. I have right. to move like that. Right. And there is a way to dance. But I don't agree with that. So I'm curious to know what's your perspective on dancing our bliss? Like, you know, how, what do you mean by that specifically? Because to me, it just means being yourself when you move, when you dance. If I just take this dance your bliss uh, concept, right, it's just to really allow the divinity to move through us and allow all the stuck energy all the tension all the things in our body to just flow and to just be expressed as the divine wants us to express so i'm curious to know your perspective on it i love that you said that because i was thinking that i had this singing teacher claude stein who teaches these beautiful classes where like 50 people get a little sort of singing experience more than a little a big singing experience And I love that one of his practices he calls shaking the rust off. And I kind of feel like one of the first thing that happens when I move, if the dance floor is my living room or when I'm going on a walk, sometimes I'm sure people in cars think think I'm absolutely crazy. You know, I'm moving and grooving. It's to be totally present with ourselves. And the shaking of the rust is something that really inspired me because I think as we get started in our movement, we're in our heads because a lot of us live from here up. So if we can move down into the body, uh, dancing blissfully isn't about any steps that we need to follow. It's not about looking cool or not looking cool or looking perfect. It's about listening to what the body desires and how your own specific body, your own blueprint, how your own body loves to move. A couple of things that really interest me about this. Um, I have so many things to say. I'll try to be brief. One is when people let go of kind of let go of the different masks that we wear that say I'm supposed to. And this is for clients, especially as well. We are so much more lovable and beautiful when we let go of the masks, when we let go of, this is how I'm supposed to be. This is how I'm supposed to posture. This is me trying to be cool. So getting permission from a really good dance, dance instructor or psychotherapist or whomever ski coach or both at once like you (laughs) or both at once that's right that's right (laughs) is really about finding what's what's in my own skin what is my own body craving how does my own body love to move and in order to create a safe space you really need a good facilitator so i i'm a little different than maybe a facilitator i I would probably love to go to festivals i think you mentioned being at a festival uh, or having been at I would love things like that where there's like a lot of ecstatic movement because there's that group consciousness. There's just like all these people and energy. Um, But I also am obsessed with people of all sizes and ages and abilities feeling free to dance. So there's a lot of different elements. And also I like a small group Um, and it's a very non sort of sexual, non-sexualized environment. But um, yeah, bliss and dancing blissfully is about listening to what the body needs, having a great facilitator to create a safe space, which I've been doing for a very long time. I can read a room. I can kind of get a sense of what the room needs. No two groups will be the same. 
And then uh, coming into movement really softly and slowly with me guiding you. I studied it to be a dance therapist and or to be what's called an expressive arts therapist. And in that training, we learned a lot about how different body parts are speaking or not speaking and how to elicit a freedom space from those parts, which is really Mm. fun. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love how you speak about it. And this just reminded me of because you, you mentioned like festivals and dancing together. And I remember I was in Costa Rica on a festival called Envision and we had this mm. twerk shop and everyone was just twerking, like all the guys, all the girls, all the size, all the age, like everyone was just yeah, like twerking yeah. together. Twer- and literally I feel like <laughs> twerking can be an emotional release practice yes. because you're moving your hips, you're moving your sacred chakra energy and even twerk. It's like, it's so funny to say but like once you heal by just shouting in the pillows and just screaming and crying or whatever and once you're just healing by just like shaking your ass and I just think it's so funny I just love the word twerk shop um I love that and you're absolutely right that movement that we call twerking um I think I saw a documentary about twerking many years ago actually when I first heard the term but you're absolutely right. It's a move that we want to make. And it was Isadora Duncan, a great choreographer and, and dancer and mover and thinker who said, dance from your bleep, dance from your hoo-hoo, you know, <laughs> dance from there. So even though I, I mentioned that Dancer Bliss isn't, you know, a place where people are being sort of uh, sexy with each other, it's hard not to feel the aliveness in those parts of our of ourselves. It is totally Uh, about the hips and everybody has a different story about their hips and their pelvis and you know that whole part of us which is interesting too and I love seeing women of age right 50s 60s 70s 80s who have felt invisible who have felt uh unbeautiful for some time move their bodies in a way that can elicit that but I will bet anything that that twerk shop would get us there even faster I can I can just imagine I've got to do that sometime that sounds really really fun I just love that. Also music. I'm a great cheat. I love, love music. So I've been studying kind of what music brings this, what music brings that over the years. And um, though I am not a DJ in the sense of nightclubs and so on, I definitely have curated really great playlists over the years. Um, I was an aerobics teacher in the 90s. And I was not great with choreography um, and I was not great with, you know, step class and all the different, we had high, low aerobics, we had step class, we had slide, we had all these things. What I was great with was curating a playlist because I wanted people to enjoy the music. So that's a great, that's a great cheat. I would say to everyone, put on some music. How can you not move your body? How can you not move? Yeah, absolutely. Music can have a power to change our internal state instantly. Like I'm a musician too. I'm a drummer. I play piano. I play ukulele and sing. So I love music as well. And I love dancing. I love rhythm. I love everything about it. And I know for me, it's one of the most healing things I can ever do, especially if I'm just done with some inner child healing, some trauma work, some like, you know, all the shadow work, all these things when I'm done with it, when I just need to take a break, I just take my ukulele, I'll go to the beach and then I just sing and, and I, I just... It flow right so that's a very healing practice for me as well but what about people who are more let's say of entrepreneur and maybe high achiever people who constantly are go 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 and and they don't actually remove their bodies that much like how can movement and dancing and everything that you do in your um dancing your bliss practices can how 
can it help them um, in terms of like actually creating from a different space? Because mm -hmm. I believe that when mm -hmm. we get in touch with our body and we release stuck energy, it's a completely different space that we are creating from in business and we can really move forward with more passion and ease and confidence. So I'm really curious about your take on it. Well, first of all, movement is creativity and creativity is movement for me. Many people may have creativity through going for a run, um, play, playing an instrument, going for a game of golf, going for a long walk. But I would say to those entrepreneurs and so many people, we, we can talk about burnout where they can actually out because they're going, you know, 12, 15 hours a day, something happens, it changes the channel, it, it wipes the blackboard clean for just a little bit. It changes the channel to move the body and to stretch. It also changes the channel to, you know, have a really good quick shower, to go for a walk, to garden, to play with a pet, to draw. There are many ways to change. By changing the channel, of course, I mean just getting out of that head. The head is not a bad place to be, but we can get locked into, I better fix my website. And if I don't fix it, this will happen. If, you know, I better get this many clients. I really need to earn this much this year. Okay, all true-ish, ish, but coming back into the present clears the head beautifully and can allow us to have more energy and be more creative. Another you know, way to do that, of course, is to lie down and just close the eyes and to go into stillness and nap. I'm a big believer in that too. So I would say to those people who are such high achievers and go, 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 take a moment, listen to the body. Are you hungry? Are you tired? Do you need to go for a walk? It may be dancing that you need, and I would love it to be. And it also may be just rest. So it's listening to what we need. And of course, there's there's restful dance. How many times have I been in a workshop where, you know, I say to people, if you just want to, you know, lie down, just see in the beginning, just lie down and stretch for a while. That can be so lovely. One thing I would say to people is think about your endpoints. It's an interesting expression that we have four endpoints, and they're the parts of the body that have the most nerve endings. And they are the hands, the feet, the face, and the pelvic floor, of course. So one of the cheats you can do anytime you're just feeling off your game or kind of tired is to actually open and close the endpoints. And you know that can be done very simply by just stretching everything out, the hands, the feet, opening the face into what we call lion face, you know, and just letting everything open and just kind of letting everything and wiggle, 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 and just letting that and just embracing that and feeling that and just really being in that stretch. Probably in Kundalini yoga, they're going to do that for 12 minutes. I'll do it for like 30 seconds. And then just kind of shaking everything out. Shake is a really great one too. So I might say to people that are in their head, or maybe people who are like, I don't dance, because I totally respect that. I really respect that. I'm not trying to say we're all. Dancers, I respect but that, but I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you disagree. I wish I could disagree. But over the years, I really, really, really have met people that are like, Rachel, I just don't. And, you know, sometimes they'll take a class with me and they're like, I loved that, but I still don't. But I loved it with you. I'm like, OK, well, you know, just find something that feels like dance to you. Really find something that feels like it. But I would say to them, find ways to open your endpoints and one of the ways I do is by using starfish on the floor where you lie on your back and you become a starfish. Um, and I'm making assumptions. You know what a starfish is, right? It's a, it's the, the fish that's shaped like a beautiful star. So we just call it starfish or you could call it snow angels or something. But another way that I find releases a lot is to bring everything into this tightness. I love that. We do that in yoga sometimes too, where it's like tight, 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 you know, like you just ate a lemon and everything is really tight into a little prune face. You do that for about 20 seconds till you're actually shaking. 
and then you let it go. And that's a nice little nervous system revamp. I've been studying a lot with the nervous system because I went through my own period of burnout. I guess it would be during the economic meltdown around 08 or 09, where we all got scared that our businesses would flop. And so we started working 24-7, entrepreneurs and business owners and so on. And then what happens is you go into burnout. Um, And from there, you have to find a new pathway in. And the new way in is to rest. And I heard you talking about it on your podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I loved it was I was like fantasizing. Oh, my God, I wish I had been there to respond to some of the things you were saying. But we were talking about it's a whole other topic, of course. But just what if your dharma, that which you thought was your purpose changes or someone challenges it or uh, an illness comes upon you, you know, God forbid, and you're not able to dance or do therapy or be the wonderful manifestation coach you are, what else is there? And one thing I wanted to say is I had this really strong hit when you said that. Sorry, I'm just totally just diving in. Go on. That that you said, you know, my work is 100% virtual. And I was like, right, her work should be 80% virtual. It's totally meant to be virtual. She travels, she, she needs to travel. She can meet more people and connect with people all over the world by being virtual, but she's missing, I think, I don't know you well enough to say, But I was like, she just is missing that 20% where here and there she has that client here and there, you know, where maybe it's when she's traveling and they meet in her hotel room or they meet in the park. But here and there, I was just picturing how much energy we get from one another and how virtual has changed our lives and will always be here. But just that 20% of human to human can really bring out the mover in us, the dancer in us, and it can help clear out burnout. So I just wanted to talk about that too I thought that was something yeah amazing thanks so much for sharing all that I really resonate with everything you said and I would love to add to the burnout because I feel like a lot of people who are getting to this point and I was there like um, a few months ago like I actually experienced it for the first time in my life ever and for me it was just because I was too much in my masculine energy too much in the action Mm. and I was not connected to my body and to my emotions so when you don't maintain this balance this integration between both of the masculine and feminine aspects within yourself you can be lost in one of them right and it could be lost in one of them doing 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 or lost in one of them not doing anything at all because like I can also be lost in that one yeah when I travel and when I just go to the beach and just you know yellowing everything and so on and then I just need to like oh shit I actually need to get some stuff done for my business but you need to balance both aspects if you want to avoid burnout because once you are connected with your feminine essence and you're actually receptive to the messages that you're getting from your intuition from the universe from god from the divine whatever you want to call it when you can be receptive to what you feel and to the messages that are coming to you then you might be Mm. avoiding burnout because Everything that you're going to do in your business or in your life is going to come from this deeper knowing, deeper purpose and the divinity that moves through you and acts through you rather than you trying to make stuff happen that might be not even aligned with your true self and with your heart, with your what you're here to do. So I feel like one of the ways to avoid it is just really tap into your heart and ask mm-hmm. your heart, what do I need to do? How do I need to act? Or um, tap to your business in meditation and ask your business, what do I need to do right now to, to grow you or whatever? And come from this feminine standpoint rather than masculine logic and action all the time. So just wanted Absolutely. to add that. Absolutely. Well said. And, you know, as much as I love the word balance, it's really hard to be balanced. It's really hard to... You know, there's even a lot of 
uh, dancing and dancer bliss where we'll do a dance where we go off balance deliberately. And I want people to feel what it's like because we're kind of off balance. And that masculine part, I live in a city that's so driven. People get to live here because either they've lived here for many generations so they can afford to, or they're just very, very driven. Um, and I'm neither. I don't consider myself very, very driven. I consider myself driven and good at what I do. And I think I'm such a geek at what I do that I got good, right? I got so obsessed with the subjects of burnout and dance therapy and psychotherapy and the mind and my own personal therapy. Of course, you can't be a therapist without receiving therapy. So I am obsessed with what you're saying in masculine and feminine and listening to that. We are afraid, a lot of us. What if my best work is behind me? That's one thought as people get older. What if there's no money to be made and I'll be poor? And, you know, the, the fear thing. So I think that some of that hyper-masculine, as you're putting it, go, go, go. First of all, if the energy is there, go for it. If you're really loving that. I think it's really cool that you also, it sounds like, you know, with the instruments and the beach and the loving of movement, that you know how to let yourself be and rest. And that is something I love about San Francisco. People do uh sort of, I hate the term work hard, play hard, but they do kind of know how to relax and find their um, groove and softness and sweetness, I think, which is really special. I am wishing we all had a few minutes to just be in the quiet, to leave our, our senses, to leave the computer, to leave all the gadgets and to listen to what's here. I think there's a lot of listening. And I do that in some of my own personal work around meditation, napping and writing. And by the way, with Dancer Bliss, I always forget to mention this um, on the podcast, we also write and draw. So it's like one, because I can't dance for eight hours a day, not anymore. And, and a lot of my students can't, you could, I bet. But so we, we do a lot of movement and then we write about, you know, I have writing prompts, like when I dance, I remember, you know, or something about myself. If nobody told me I couldn't do it, what do I believe I could do, etc. We write these beautiful writing prompts. And then we also have experiences of drawing with our non-dominant hand and creating shapes and resources through drawing. So we then also do poetry therapy because expressive arts includes movement therapy, drawing, poetry therapy. What else? There could, there could be anything. There could be sailboat therapy, you know, equine therapy, garden therapy, um, so for me, it just happens to be, I access it through my body. Now, remember, we all live in a body. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, I was thinking of something I want to share uh, before I forget. I was in dance class yesterday and we were dancing and I wanted to make sure I shared this, which is when I was in college, I needed to make a few bucks. And so I was in this little Christmas. Notice how I say that I needed to make a few bucks, not I wanted to, right? It's a lot of my life back then. I was in a Christmas um, a play with some dancing and it was called A Mall and the Night Visitors. It meant nothing to me. I, I, I found it a very odd uh, play. The lead has, had, had a freakishly terrible voice. It was not my jam. And so I was putting nothing into it. And so one day the director came over to, to my house to help me get my grooves on. By the way, he was what we would call morbidly obese. My boy was big. He was a big fat dude. And you know what? you know what? He was so what we call in his body or embodied that he showed me a couple of twirls and how it would help if I like actually looked interested and, you know, developed more of a sense of interest in the dancing. I'll never forget watching him dance and going, he transformed. This big heavy dude suddenly was moving like a beautiful ballerina because he 
was embodied, meaning he had a connection with his body. Yeah, he lived in a bigger body. You know, homeboy probably ate too much, sure. But he also, um, sorry, the sun is coming in. It's very beautiful, but I'll just move a little bit. He also, you know, really knew how to live in his body and experience it. And I remember watching him dance and seeing how he transformed and how powerful that was for me. Yeah, that was really cool. Mm. Wow, that's mm. so cool, really. And you know, the size doesn't really matter. What matters is your awareness of yourself, yes. right? Like you can be yes. bigger body or smaller body. Like yes. you, were, you chose this body anyway, like your soul yes. chose yes. it anyway. So yes. you might as yes. well do make yes. the best out of it, right? Make use of it in the way that Absolutely. serves you the most. <laughs> yes, and 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 audience, please, listeners, in no way am I, am I fat shaming. Oh my God, not at all. It was more that it was the moment of seeing someone's body transform, if you will, because they live comfortably in their own skin, um, which is a beautiful thing. And yes, mm. I've seen people of all sizes dance and transform. I think it was that he was a man and he was very much particularly large and he was a very brainy man. I think he was a librarian. So he was very much a book, a bookworm that I was like, wow, he can really groove, um, which is a very cool thing. So um yeah. so yeah <laughs> so cool i actually have a question that's coming to my mm -hmm. mind because you are a psychotherapist as well and i'm curious about how you perceive emotions and movement and the energy in terms of um do you feel like we always need to experience the emotion meaning like feel the emotion when we release it or is it that the stuck energy is inside of our body and sometimes we can just move it and we don't even need to know what we are releasing and what is the emotion, what is the stuckness and we just move and release it and we don't necessarily have to emotionally feel and go through the emotion in order to right. heal because that's what I found in my practice that sometimes I might just be like, okay, I have such a connection to my body that I feel tension and I'm like, okay, I decide I'm just yawning it all out. Like I literally just yawn out the tension and then I start yawning for a few minutes and then my body is done with the healing process. And I'm like, okay, so it can be simple as that. But then I'm, you know, a, a part of me is second guessing, like, but you learn all about childhood trauma uh, healing and, you know, all the release and going through emotions. And I still believe that some experiences from childhood or whatever, we need to go through to really actually understand it and be deep in it and you know let it go but some of the energies not necessarily like that's my perspective now i'm curious to know what you uh, think about it well first of all carolina uh, i welcome you to come to san francisco and i want you to stay with us because i think that you are my teacher i do i think you have something to teach me that was selfish i mean listen come stay with me so you can be my teacher she's like girl i need a rest no i <laughs> you you so you are someone and i'm not just trying to make you feel good you are someone who accesses a lot. Your body is very porous. It's malleable. You really feel your feels, lady. Um, and, you know, I think it was one of your videos I was watching, and I forget if it was on your website or on Facebook, but you were like, hi, I'm Carolina. And I had a really shitty apartment. I used to live in a shitty apartment. I had a job I hated. And you had these photos. And you were, you know, it was the apartment that looked kind of like very sad. And then there was you like in a work uh uh, work hat and so on and yeah, I, was like, wow, I studied I sustainable a... energy yeah I was like we have some things in common we've done things we don't love and we we also you know have stick to itiveness what you're describing um is amazing first of all every human is different and I would say that I wish for my clients that they know and for my non-clients but for every human to know therapy does not have to be so awfully painful 
that you leave each session feeling exhausted, demoralized by that which has been your abuse or trauma history or your, you know, whatever. Uh, we go through so much as humans. So if for some people yawning it out and yelling it out, and I have a friend who teaches skipping classes, I'm looking outside in the Castro and there are men walking around with slick tan bodies, naked with just a little gold uh, scarf on the willy. I mean, we all have different ways of living our lives, right? <laughs> yes, we all have different ways of, of being. I suppose what I'm saying is some of us will find our way and have that, as you were describing, that catharsis through movement. And I think a little speckle of psychotherapy can help too, but in no way do I believe everyone is meant to experience psychotherapy or dance, even though I wish. I just think we're, we're most of us are wired for it, but some of us, it just isn't our thing. So it can be either or, to answer your question, that we can have those releases and those catharsis and all of that through movement and I believe having a witness can be wonderful too. There are styles of movement therapies called authentic movement where you move and I might be the scribe and you might lift your hands. And I, I wouldn't scribe it in a way that's too about my own self. I wouldn't say she lifts her hands as if to pray to the God above. You know, she lifts her hands and her fingers are pointed high. You stay objective. But um, I do think in the therapy hour, since I do sit in this room, quite a few hours and I'm still on zoom most of the time. But like I said, 20% of people come in in person. Thank you, Jesus. That feels good. Um, I spend a lot of time wanting my clients to know they live in a body that breathes and moves and feels pleasure and feels pain and feels fear and disgust and all the rest of it. And why not access this body as best you can? So no one gets to come out of the session, not having some new homework assignment, around how I think a little recipe that they can move their body through dance movement or meditation or gardening or drumming. I have some musicians um, or, uh, you know, horseback riding, or there's many ways, but I guess the answer, the very long-winded answer is it takes a little of both. It takes a little smidge of both, but I, I do think you have something to teach me in that you're very connected to your body. You, you really have a deep connection to your body. You know, you listen to it. You remember to eat. I hope you remember to sleep. I hope. And you, um, you know, it's needing something and you nourish it. And that's really cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And also like in the work with my clients, I encounter not only like yawning, but also burping or just, you know, all these like bodily reactions that can just release some energy and it can yeah. be a burp. Yeah. Like so I had people burp for like an hour straight on the session, you oh, know, so word. like, and they That's felt a like a release, release from their body <laughs> of the energy that they were feeling. Yeah. So yeah. anything <laughs> with our body, we just need to allow yeah. it to do right. whatever it needs to do. And when we are tapped in mm. and we can re mm. really let go and surrender to the natural process mm -hmm. then we can release emotions in many many different ways and it does not have to be always so painful although I truly believe that some experiences, if we don't understand them, what happened in our childhood or where this pattern is coming from or where this emotion is uh, coming from, it's not as easy for us to let go of it. So I truly believe that for some people, this storyline whether it's like story from past life or story yes. from this life yes. or whatever, is actually quite crucial for the mind to be peaceful like okay this happened in a way now I can be safer in experiencing it or releasing it because I know where it came from and I know exactly like 
how I moved through it or what happened mm. to make me feel like this. And it's easier to just release whether you are feeling the emotion or not. I believe that it is sometimes crucial to understand it. But again, it's a very individual matter, as we already mentioned before. Like if for one person can be horseback riding, for one drumming, right? Yeah. Everyone can yeah. choose their own tool to work with themselves. Um, but yeah, it's up to us as guides to actually help people discover what is the best uh, method and tool for them so that they can maybe move through emotions, maybe with a little bit of pain, but actually like with more ease and, and grace. <laughs> It can feel really good. It can feel really good. And I'm so grateful for all the virtual connections we have because now everyone can afford psychotherapy. I, I'd like to think because everyone, but hopefully we're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there that almost everyone or hopefully everyone can because we have access to, yeah, burp it out. Um, <laughs> the body, right? The digestive system knows the tummy is the second brain. So uh, let it release, let it come out. Um, I love that the person was comfortable enough too to be like, well, I'm just going to burp, you know, like here it is um, because we can be so tightly wound around our bodily functions. And it's one of the reasons I think that um, movement and dance, you know, haven't been beloved by all the cultures, even though it should mm -hmm. be just because it is so much about the, the body and that's a whole other topic of course yeah yeah and it's also about especially for women I feel it's but for men as well it's about the sexual energy which is the creative energy so when we move we actually awaken our sacred yep. chakra our first chakra and we we move our hips and it can be really a flowy thing for us to do to then channel this sexual force into our creativity into our business and it can also flow way easier so pretty much to sum up burp it out to work it out like yawn it out like whatever you need to do yeah <laughs> man, i love that <laughs> i love that burp your bliss there it is burp your bliss just work burp your, bliss. your bliss dance your bliss work your bliss. I mean, i'm not gonna say it but i'll just say poop your bliss no i didn't just say that but i did um <laughs> yeah the body speaks your truth the body knows the body does not lie words can lie but the body will will speak it for you and i just want to say to any listeners who've dealt with any, you know, physical or emotional or sexual trauma, like be gentle with yourself. Sometimes parts of us, sorry, there's a truck. Sometimes parts of us will really close down. So if the first and second chakra are being quiet right now and aren't ready, totally fine. You can open your heart. You can find other ways um, to, to let go. But yes, there is so much wonderful expression. If we listen to Isadora Duncan's words, which is dance from your, you know what, um, that's just such a beautiful and rich experience. So yeah. And I guess another, another quick thing is open your endpoints every day, your hands, feet, you know, hands, face, feet, pelvic floor, close your endpoints, go into starfish. If you don't need to know more, you can ask me or look on the website, um, find a movement and find a ritual that you love. I'm really big into a ritual and that could be just walking to work. That could be a ritual, just like a habit made holy. It's a habit. It's maybe something you do every day but it's done mindfully and with purpose. So when I go to Walgreens to get my three musketeers bar, which is a very low end sad candy bar that I just love, or if I go there and I grab some tissues, which we need for the office today, I have a moment with every person, you know, who checks me out and a security guard. And that made something boring and redundant, like a habit into a ritual where I see you. And that's another form of dancing for me is that human connection and being kind. So if you want to get anywhere in life, and I don't mean that in a money way, but if you want to feel better, be kind. It's always mm -hmm. like 
it's my biggest thing yes beautiful thank you so much yes. for sharing all that and i could talk to you for hours i feel because we have so much in common but we're going to wrap it up soon yes. but the one last question i want to ask you is what would you like to leave the or not the last maybe what would you like to leave the audience uh, that are listening and um, with what kind of message do you feel like is the most um maybe crucial in your life right now that you would like to uh, spread with our audience you're not alone everyone feels weird and and ugly at times or strange or broken or dumb you are not alone in whatever weird negative thought you're having uh if it feels too much may you get the professional support you need but there's something to me really important about the you are not aloneness of life that um you know there's a wonderful expression my mind is like a bad neighborhood i try never to go there alone don't do this alone if you are listening to Catalina's beautiful podcast and you're you're wanting to manifest things but it's taking a while you know have faith look for the magic it's around you um because we do go into some some dark places and even though you know part of my brand is dance your bliss there's been plenty of depression and anxiety in my history as well and um you're not alone if you're in one of those hard moments this will pass it really does pass change the channel if you can listen to something beautiful on the radio, get outside in nature. It's really important. See one another. This isn't a time to see everyone as a stranger. I would, I would ask people to notice when you walk on the street, a lot of us have our heads down and our AirPods in. And I think it's okay. We're being very polite with one another, but there's nothing like smiling at another human. These little micro moments of kindness. Again, I'm coming back to kindness are so powerful and they can change your day just like that. So don't underestimate your power that you have in sharing kindness, just the openness of your beautiful smile. What happens when we radiate that warmth to one another, it comes back to us tenfold. Don't, don't forget about the magic too. When we get depressed or anxious, we get very myopic. We just see one way and there's a lot of magic around us. I promise that um, you will continue to see, especially if you're expecting it. It's nice. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Such beautiful words. So we're going to leave the audience with it. But one last tiny question is, where could people find you if they would like to follow your content, see what you're up to? What's the best way to find you? Sure. Uh, Blisscounseling.com is my psychotherapy website. And that talks a little bit about the way that I do things therapy and so on and so forth and has some resources for different hotlines other therapists and books that i love and then you can find dancing your bliss uh, information through dancingyourbliss.com or not to confuse a listener but uh, it's now becoming simply rachelfleischman.com and you can spell rachel fleischman any way you want Uh, just keep spelling it till you get it right (laughs) that's kind of mean of me i say that because there are different rachel fleischmans out there one is a lawyer and if you if you spell my name with one letter different, you'll find her. And then there's another Rachel Fleischman, which was a character in a really excellent TV show um, called Fleischman is in Trouble. So anyway, rachelfleischman.com, danceinyourbliss.com, blisscounseling.com. And please feel free to email me. I will get back with you if you have questions or need resources or anything like that. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much, Rachel. I'm so grateful for you, for everything that we chatted about. And I hope to connect with you again in the future. It's been such a beautiful conversation. Thank you. I have loved every minute, Carolina. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much, my beautiful people, for watching us or listening to us. It's been such a, an amazing conversation with Rachel. And if you'd like to find me on social media, you can find me on Instagram, Carolina.Kuraj, Carolina with K and that dot K-U-R-A-J. And our podcast is at We Are Soul Fam on Instagram as well. You can find me on Facebook or text me on carolina.kuraj at gmail.com if you have any questions, if you would like to join the podcast maybe, or if you want to learn about manifestation from me as well. So thanks again, beautiful people, and hope that you're going to listen to us very soon.